Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. It's Mistress Carrie till 3 o'clock, and joining me in the AAF studio, Johnny and Daniel from Nothing More, who are playing at the House of Blues tonight. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, good to see you. Nice for a uh, nice day to be out. It's been very cold, and then all of a sudden we got spring-like weather in Boston, just for you. We yeah. brought it. We yeah. brought it with us. You were doing vocal <laughs> warm-ups before when we were listening to Guns N' Roses. You got sound check this afternoon. Is this part of your routine, the humming? <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I hum and do these little things called lippers. It's like a brrrr, and uh, people around me will always look, look at me funny, but... <laughs> Um, I just kind of forget that there's people around me a lot of the times, but I just do that throughout the day, and it kind of just wakes me up for the show at night. Because you you got sound check in the afternoon, and then the actual... So how many bands are on the tour? Is there four bands tonight? Four total. Four yeah. total? Yeah. So, huh? Yeah, yeah, four total. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> and uh, and you guys go on at what time? Uh, 9.30. Oh, okay. So you got, you know, seven hours or so, seven and a half hours before you need your voice totally warmed up. Yeah, there's a little time there for power So do nap. all of those lippers. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> do you take vocal <laughs> lessons? Do you go to somebody to help with your voice? Yeah, when I first started, I, I took like a preliminary lesson from a friend and then for a few years just kind of hacked it out on stage and didn't really know what I was doing. But recently I've been taking... Uh, you know, lessons every time we end up in New York City. There's this lady named Melissa Cross. She's kind of like the uh, guru of rock and metal singers. Like she is the same lady that the guys from Disturbed were just telling us. Yeah, Doesn't she probably. work with David Draymond too? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. You name a rock or metal singer, she's probably worked with them. She's kind of like our our Yoda, our guru, our whatever. And she uh, got every time I I get with her, I feel like it unlocks another little, you know, another ceiling in my head. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's like a free your <clears throat> mind and your voice will follow kind of thing. So you know? can she turn anybody into a singer or can she just take someone that has singing ability and make them better? Like she couldn't make me sound like a singer. Um, uh, yeah, you have to make yourself sound like a singer. <laughs> I yeah. Think, you know, I don't know if you've ever been around someone that's truly like tone deaf. That or, would be me. That's why deaf. I'm asking. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm usually pretty hopeful about things, but I'd say there's probably no hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at the same time, uh, you know, when I first started, I, I was actually the drummer in the band for years, wasn't the singer. Um, I wasn't a good singer. If you would have listened to me, you'd have been like, yes, yeah, stay on the drums. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> um, even my parents, who were the most supportive people in the world to me my whole life, were like, are you sure about this? Like, <laughs> I think you should go to college. Or, um, <laughs> go to college. <clears throat> so it, it, you can transform. I mean, it was my, kind of my own little science experiment to see if you could become a singer and you can but like dan said there are some people maybe that are so far off that it would be so discouraging and so long and hard that they just wouldn't make it like i still had a musical background you know yeah. i right. could play the yeah. piano and the drums and i i knew melody so uh well i'm gonna play the first bit. song that everybody got to know you from here at waf so we got the guys from nothing more in the studio this is this is the time it's waf that's This is the Time from Nothing More and Johnny and Daniel from the band who are headlining the House of Blues tonight are hanging out in the studio. We were talking about the lippers and all of the vocal stuff that you do. Yeah. That song, you basically punch yourself in the throat to make those weird noises. <laughs> what does your vocal teacher talk, talk to you about that? Um, say don't do it usually, <laughs> but um, 
you know, you, you, you got to learn the rules, then you got to break the rules. That's I think that's the... So does she tell you don't punch your throat, but sticking your fingers actually into your voice (laughs) box and manipulating your esophagus is okay? I mean, I just, uh, just basically don't do it too hard. That's the main (laughs) thing. That's the rule? Yeah. It's like getting punched. It's like, you know, if I just tap Dan, it's okay. But if I punch with all my might, it's... It's a different effect. So when you're in the studio and he's like, I think I have an idea for this song. I think at this moment I'm just going to punch myself in the throat. You say what to him? Good idea? Uh, oh, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. So. You, know, you got to bleed on stage a little bit. Yeah. And, and also, entertainment. I had a cigarette with our vocal coach after the show, too. So she's cool. No, I'm sure she appreciated that. <laughs> she, she's down. You guys can uh, hang uh, out with me for a bit, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Are you guys going to hang for a bit? Yeah, All right, we'll be back with more from Nothing More on WAF. All right, we're back in the studio with Johnny and Daniel from Nothing More. And Johnny, you've been coughing. You call this the bus funk, the cold? We call it the bus funk or the bus AIDS. That's our <laughs> little nickname for it. But, uh, yeah, it's the uh, ventilation in a bunk. Uh, <coughs> there like it is the right Vegas there. It's like the Vegas sickness. Or yeah, you said, like, yeah. if you go on a cruise or something, you just get this weird germ. Oh, yeah, someone coughs, it gets sucked into the AC, like, one second later and blown in your face. Literally in our bunks, like, while we're sleeping. (laughs) There's 12 people in the sardine can, so... Yeah, 12 filthy men. So, you guys, for people that don't know, Nothing More was a band for, what, a decade before any of us really found out who you were? Because you were working as a local, kind of an indie band in Texas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, when this is the time, when that hit... Is that when you got your first bus? Do you remember when you got the first bus? Because everybody's first oh, yeah, bus sto- yeah. has a story. Yeah, our, our first bus was, uh, it was that winter, what was the worst winter Boston's had? I remember we came here, it was February of was 2015, it, maybe? Yeah, we had a really bad winter that year, yeah, yeah for sure. That yeah, was the tour. That, that was the tour. That was our, <laughs> that was our first bus experience. Was, Did you get uh, stuck here? God no, we, we got stuck in like Wichita, Kansas. Oh, we were in a okay. truck stop for 40 hours. Uh, what do you do? Closed. Wasn't it like Su- Super Bowl was on? Or was it, it Thanks? No, no, no. It was February. Okay, different um, time. I don't know, movies, <clears throat> uh, drink, <laughs> what, what everyone does when they're stuck in the snow, right? You get hammered. I don't get uh, stuck <laughs> in a truck stop in Wichita all that often. That's why I was asking. Yeah, well, this one had laundry. Uh, there was a trucker's lounge, so it was, it was packed with stuff to do. You know, the claw, the claw <laughs> Very game. Exciting. Oh, yeah, the claw. Bear. So here in Boston, you used to have the claw game, and it would actually claw live lobsters. And if you got it out no. of the machine, they would cook it for you. Oh, really? So but I think PETA kind of freaked out about it, and <laughs> yes, it's illegal really? now, so they don't do it anymore. But, yeah. Really? I once was at this place called Dick's Last Resort with Corey <laughs> Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour. He put 100 bucks in that thing trying to get that damn lobster. Wow. He finally got it, and Wait. he ate it. So you can wow. eat your food. You just can't pick it out in a fun way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. get it. You can pick it out the... in a boring way, but you right. can't pick it out in a fun right, way. Right, right. Yeah. No, cannot have fun with this. So, Johnny, you were talking oh. about how originally you were the drummer. Uh-huh. And then, so when did you figure out that you could sing? Um, I was, uh, so there was kind of two parts of this process. One part was in Mexico and involved a lot of tequila. The other part was my shower. And, uh, you know, just hit a note one, one day in the shower or driving to my car. Was there and someone was like, there to point it out no, that you no. hit the note? Okay, no, there was, was kind of just like a, ooh, I, like I just kind of unlocked this little door where I like, it came out of me and I was like, that, I think that sounded good. You know, like I just, I hadn't heard that come out of my mouth before. I was just getting real into the music. And then, uh, the other part of that story was, uh, we were in Mexico and we had another singer at the time. He was like the fifth singer that we were on. And so at this point, 
um, we were kind of having some troubles with him, and we decided we wanted to part ways with him. And after a bunch of tequila, I got some liquid courage and came back to my hotel room and told Mark I wanted to sing. And Mark said that he he knew all along that's what I wanted to do. I just think I was too embarrassed. I bring it up because there's a pretty good history in rock and roll of singers, really prolific rock and roll singers that came from being drummers. Mm -hmm. You look at somebody like, you know, Don Henley or Steven Tyler or, I mean, there's a lot of them. Do you consider Mm. yourself a drummer that can sing or a singer that can still play the drums? I would say now a singer that can still play the drums, but for years a drummer who who could kind of sing. <laughs> yeah. and, and you would be in the best position to decide whether or not he's lost his drumming chops at all. No, he's still he's still really good. He you is? Know, if, if I don't touch a bass, I lose my chops in about two weeks, and it's been about five years for Johnny, and he's still ripping pretty good. So, yeah. Who do you so think is the best right rock drummer that sings? Do you have a favorite? Uh, my favorite current one is Brandon from Atreyu. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah. phenomenal. He's got one of the best voices in rock and roll, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I love Brandon. Um, I mean, David Grohl's an obvious yeah. one. Um, yeah, and, and obviously one of the best examples of people that were singers that were originally yeah. drummers as well. I mean, he, they kind of broke the mold with that after him. Yeah. Yeah, We I actually sang one show from behind the drum set, and uh, it was horrible. <laughs> Our music's a little too complicated for that. You it's know? hard to punch yourself in the throat while you're playing the drums. Yeah, you kind of have to mix it in <laughs> in the eighth notes or the sixteenth <laughs> notes. No, it's uh, we did it once because we got a phone call that we had won the Battle of the Bands for Warp Tour at the time, and they were going to fly us out to L.A. and showcase us in front of all these labels and give us ten thousand dollars in gear. And we said we just fired our singer. This is after the uh, tequila night in Mexico, and. They're like, oh, we'll find another band. We're like, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then I was like, uh, I'll do it. I'll just sing from behind the drums. So we did it. And then uh, our other guitar player quit because it was that bad that yeah. night. And so never again. I moved from the drums to singing and we found a drummer. Well, let's play your latest. <laughs> this is Let Em Burn. It's nothing more here at WAF. There they are. That is nothing more. That's the latest Let Em Burn. You guys got nominated for Grammys for this album two years ago and you're still out touring from this record. Yeah. So I can't even say that's your new one because it's not really new. It's just the latest single you've released. I'm assuming that soon you're going to have to come off the road and go back into the studio, right? Yeah, we're actually wrapping up this record on this tour. Um, we're doing the rest of uh, our U.S. tour, and then we're going into Europe, wrapping it up with Papa Roach, and then coming home working on a new one. Yeah, it literally feels like <laughs> school's out for summer. Yeah. Just like, yeah, counting down. It's almost done. It's, it's almost, almost done. done. Yeah, it, we, we love what we do. Uh no doubt, but it gets at the at the end of a tour cycle. It's very we're pretty exhausted, and so. you probably want to get away from each other too because yeah. you've been confined in that bus. Well, it's with it's, the funk. Yeah, it's it's not each other as much as it is just close proximity with anybody. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I'll go in my bunk and it's and I'm not tired. It's just like I can't be. You know, if, if you're you're within a foot of a person at all times. You well, know? imagine being stuck in an RV with your wife for two years straight. You would want to kill her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody would. Yeah. I had a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, w- I love you, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you better get that in there before she hears this, because you can go to the radio.com yeah. app and listen from pretty much anywhere. No, you might go home I'm divorced. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking before you got here to somebody because I was like, oh, you know, I should find out what the hell this guy does training-wise because anybody that's ever seen nothing more, like you were in town with Breaking Benjamin and Five Finger over the summer, and you always sing shirtless, and you've got like 17 abs. 
So I'm training for the Boston Marathon right now. Do you have any tips for me? Oh, man. Um, uh, for running, not really, because I hate running. Yeah, but, I don't enjoy um, it either. The only time I've enjoyed running is when I was naked and really drunk. Was it in um, that night in Mexico with the tequila? Because no, you keep bringing that no, night up. No, this was a different night. This was in the United States where I could get, you know... Uh, uh, really in trouble for... I, I used to go streaking with our old guitar player. We had, like, a, a challenge for ourselves where we tried to see how many cities we could streak in. Did you streak in and, Boston? Uh, um, I don't think we ever did it in Boston. Hmm. I think it was too cold. Well, there, the challenge is up there now, tonight at the House of Blues. It's a good excuse, though, when That's people a, see you naked, yeah. you know. Challenge. Hey, it's really cold, <laughs> all right? Yeah. <laughs> but, Daniel, you've run marathons before, right? <clears throat> yeah, I've done two. I, I have a history of running and... It, my my endurance sport right now is cycling, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have it, any marathon it, advice for me? Because Boston's like thirty three days away. Yeah, the best thing I heard was uh, walk when you want to, uh, and to prevent walking when you need to. Oh. Meaning, meaning rest. Like I, I took a two minute walk break every five miles, and it and it really helped. Did it? How fast yeah. did you run the marathon? Um. Four, like right over four hours, four oh eight. Really? I think, I'm hoping to like finish that. it under eight. I'm, yeah. People right. are going to be I'm so drunk fast. at the finish line waiting for me. It's going to take forever. Dude, that's the best part oh. is just getting hammered after a marathon. <laughs> like anything you do after a marathon is justified. Yeah. I had like three milkshakes. You know. I'm eating four pounds of bacon right, and taking right. a nap. Oh, totally. Yeah. I had a friend that did an Ironman and he said what really helped him was gummy bears. He said he just brought a pack, like a fanny pack of gummy bears and just yeah. the whole time was just eating one every minute or two because it's just a, a short quick release of energy you but know, you got to wear the fanny pack you gotta wear hey yeah. i mean that's a bonus yeah that's a plus <laughs> yeah and you have to put vaseline on your nipples i don't know if i can say nipples on the you air, can but. say nipples i have to put vaseline on my nipples really I, yeah they there's vaseline at the water stops like it's its own stop even there's like, a vaseline stop oh yeah for Pe your nipples people are running next to you with a vaseline can so you can just you know well if you have to do it for your nipples what about your uh man parts oh you put it everywhere yeah nipples especially though i, never I don't have I'm, that problem with the yeah. man parts i mean i have the nipples but i don't have the man parts huh yeah, yeah girls that's, that's have good. to put vaseline on too i don't well so female clothing i think is more designed for yeah things protruding oh. on your chest <laughs> if you will uh <laughs> men's clothes not so much so i've i've had bleeding nipples before like Andy really in the office, yeah. oh my that's, that's a real thing <laughs> it is real. it would be very uncomfortable if i show up at my finish line party which i i, I think everybody from aaf is going to be drunk waiting for me and i'm bleeding about the nipples yeah that <laughs> bleeding would, about the that would be very uncomfortable so if you're going to be at the finish line and you see me coming around hereford street Gushing blood from my nipples, I apologize. <laughs> I obviously didn't put enough Vaseline on them. Now, now the best thing about the marathon, though, is the, uh, the massive amounts of public urination between men and women. Like the yeah. first, the, you'll see the first stop, there'll probably be 100 porta potties, and then there's 400 people peeing wherever they can. Because <laughs> everyone, everyone's, I don't everyone's poop hydrated my pants. and pumped. And, there was a woman yeah. that, run, that won the marathon. Her name's Uta Pippig, and everybody remembers that she won not because she ran well and she was an elite athlete, but because she pooped her pants when she crossed the finish line. Oh, wow. And we all remember her because of that. After I don't want to be, well, I think it was during, and she was just yeah. like, I'm winning this bitch, so yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to be Uta Pippig. I mean, I would like to run that fast, but I would like to avoid the pant pooping if yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Now, there will be plenty of trees and things and park benches. You can 
He's the restroom on, so. Well, there you go. A very yeah. educational program with nothing more today. Yeah. Survival mode, baby. Yeah. I learned a lot today. Yes, I did yeah. as well. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us today. Yeah, Have a great show you. at the House of Blues tonight, and then obviously let us know when you start working on the new record. Absolutely. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com.